It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome <laughs> to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I'm your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. I also apologize. Right now, I am recovering from a cold, so I apologize if I sound a little nasally this week. But hey, the Broncos got a win this past week, and that puts us at a whopping two total wins on the season, baby. (laughs) No, but seriously, it's actually so frustrating because we've been in so many winnable games already and could easily be second in the division because the Raiders and Chargers suck. But no, here we are, fourth in the division. So... Not much news really this week, but Kareem Jackson was initially suspended four games after the win over the Packers. He has appealed that suspension and was able to get it down to two games. Jackson has had some questionable hits this season, with some of them being kind of arguably worse than the others, but the hit during the Packers game ended up getting him ejected and suspended. People are now trying to, you know, throw him under the bus and say he's dirty, blah, 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 but honestly, he's, he's not. 
I mean, he's kind of been making these hits like this his whole career. And I'm not saying the hits are okay. Some of them have definitely been a bit too much. But the league is changing and hits he used to make are kind of becoming flaggable offenses now. But I would not go as far as saying Kareem Jackson is a dirty player. He's actually kind of a goober. He's he's a, he's a funny guy. He's a nice guy. So, yeah. I would agree. I don't think he's... I don't think he's a monster. I don't think he's um who is that Bengals player that Burfecht? that always yeah, Vontez Bur- he's no Vontez Burfecht. That's not him. Yeah. He does like to hit hard though, but I don't think like he lowered his head before he turned himself before the tight end turned himself around. So I think it was an honest mistake like most of his hits are. So and the league is changing and you can't really, you know, spear dive into somebody anymore. Yeah. He is also kind of a smaller guy. If I recall, he's like 5'11". I mean, smaller for football, I should say. And 5'11", as a safety, you kind of got to throw your body around a little more. He kind of does this. He's always been doing this kind of launch himself into tackles to really wallop someone. But he's not doing it with a dirty intent or intent to injure. Also, um, Greg Dulcich is back on IR after re-injuring his hamstring. He literally played a couple snaps against the Packers and got hurt again in his first game back. Dude has barely been able to see the field because of his hamstrings. Honestly, I give him one more year in Denver before he's before he's like cut. Dude is super talented, but is low-key taking up a roster spot at this point that could actually go to a tight end that is healthy and also an offensive threat because... Honestly, we don't have any of that in our other tight ends. No, yeah, it's it's starting to scare me a little. It's reminding me of um 2016 again, where we have a really athletic specimen of a tight end who, who just unfortunately can't stay on the field. Talking about Jake Butt. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it just makes me think what could have been if he wouldn't have torn his ACL. I think it was like when Michigan was in the Orange Bowl and that was his final season there. I mean, he didn't, it's so, I feel so bad for him because he didn't have to play in that bowl game. I mean, he was going to be a high draft pick and then he ends up playing in that game and gets hurt and it just tanks his draft stock. But hey, I mean, I didn't, I thought he was a nice player. He was nice while he was here. He had some good plays here and there, but ultimately it just kind of, that injury really kind of did in his longevity in the NFL. (laughs) Okay, so heading into the review of the last game, the Broncos managed to squeak out a 19-17 win over the Packers this past weekend. And that's great news if you like winning, but it's bad news if you want the Broncos to have the top pick in the draft. It was like civil war amongst Broncos Twitter this week or last week, I meant. One side was, hey, it's a W that we got a W, but the other side was like, well, there goes Caleb Williams, which is probably possible. That's probably not happening. I mean, Caleb Williams has looked a little, a little interesting. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I'm not saying he's still going to probably be a top draft pick, but some of the it's starting to become a little glaring. Some of the issues we'll see. I mean, there since USC, that's where he plays, is technically out of playoff contention. People are suggesting that maybe he just sits the rest of the season to stay healthy and just prepare for the nfl draft um i don't know i don't know what i do the combine to look forward to right yeah i mean you'd be surprised how many combine yeah you'd be surprised how many players actually do that where they're like oh my team isn't gonna make it to college football playoff might as well just sit and ensure i stay healthy and ready for 
the NFL draft. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he does there. However, heading back to the Broncos, the offense did look fine, I guess. I mean, definitely room for improvement. I mean, our damn kicker scored 13 out of our 19 points. Plus, plus we had another second half meltdown and like we had we went into the locker room at halftime with a 9-0 lead and we nearly blew it again i don't know why we always do second down second second half meltdowns it happens every time i know it's like expected it happens it's like on repeat every week is it because we're like getting conservative with our play calls or we just i I, I don't don't know know. because it happened it's happened with every coach yeah (laughs) like we should be used to it by now (laughs) will lutz has been has looked like a good kicker kicker after that first game yeah after the first game i was like oh no here we go again i miss brandon mcmanus but honestly he's He's kind of stepped up. He was low-key the MVP of the last game. Um, he, If it wasn't for him, we probably would not have won. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, he was able to hit a long 52-yard field goal, and that was what it, that's what gave us the edge over the Packers. And, um, I mean, he was. Just, I don't think he missed on the day. It was just kind of automatic. And with how much our offense stalls out, having a solid kicker is nice. It makes me feel good. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. If we had a really bad kicker, they would be a lot worse of a team. Plus, our defense is playing better these last few weeks. Why? I'm not terribly sure. Uh, I don't know either. I mean, Jordan Love isn't anything really to write home about, but we kind of no, made he's him... kind of been falling apart. We kind of made him look good for a little bit. Like, that's just kind of what we do. We make quarterbacks that aren't that good look good. So, um, Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. I could literally list off like a hundred. No, wait, of no, them. we didn't. We just made them bench Marcus Mariota. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I just I don't entirely know what that's about, but um, maybe the defense is finally starting to get their footing. Um, one could only hope. I'm still. I mean, Vance Joseph is still in my doghouse. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I hope he doesn't make it through the season or at, at through the off season or just. Yeah. Yeah. We're just done. Period. I know people are like, oh, you can't make him the scapegoat. And I'm like, dude, he did not have that much of a defensive like personnel turnover during the offseason. And somehow our defense has regressed so much. I mean, mind you, our defense wasn't exactly spectacular top five last season. It was kind of middle of the packish. But we're literally for we've been for a while now bottom of the league. That is such an astronomical drop-off. Maybe it was the depth issues. We did lose, like, there wasn't as much depth behind the starters as there was last year, which could be an issue. Speaking of this, with this win, does that mean the Broncos hold off on trading their players? I don't know. Like, do they go full fire sale mode? I don't know. I have heard through some whisperings that the Broncos will be active at the trade deadline. Now, what exactly that means, I don't know. So, what do you think the value, the max value we could get by the end of the by the end of the deadline? I How think, many picks do you think George Payton could consume back? I think we could probably get more than a couple. I, I'm I'm just like super torn because I want to see this team succeed, but also I want us to like start improving for the future. I mean, I don't. It hurts me internally to see us tank. And that's that's just not the Bronco way that, you know, Pat Bolin instilled through this franchise for many, many years. It just hurts. But it's like, 
you got to think towards the future and it's really hard to say what and who I'd want to see the people trade. I say, I mean, who the Broncos would trade, but like I've seen some really crazy mock-ups where they're like, send away Pat Sertan, send away Justin Simmons, like these send away players that kind of, I consider staples of the team that would be like perfect to build around. Let's just say like building blocks not like a full tear down but like have a couple little building blocks here and there to build around because honestly I think the Broncos should just make Sertan unavailable he's a generational player and to see him go would hurt me step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply i'm accepting like like the call for like Sertan being traded away is like two first round picks and like another player coming back. And like a good, good player. Or like a like like what like not as good as him, but like good. <sighs> Who that be? I don't know, because I don't really don't want to see him go. But I I'm don't. okay with watching Justin Simmons walk away. <sighs> Why? I'm not terribly sure. I just I think it's better for him to go and better for us to let him go so he can have a better chance at winning before he gets older and we have draft picks that we can draft for the future if we, you know, nail the picks. Who would be our longest tenured player then? Because right now our longest tenured player is Justin Simmons. Garrett Bulls. Probably. Oh my god. <laughs> and he's probably getting traded soon too. Uh thing is what sucks is he had a good last game and again he's been so up and down in his career i don't know man it's just such a mess it's going to be interesting the trade deadline will be between now and our next podcast so we may be either super happy or super or even more depressed by next time next week's podcast i might be happy with some of the trades because i like the draft the draft is an entertaining subject for me true true I might fly out because the draft is in Detroit this year and I've got family in Michigan, so I might fly out for that. Have that would be fun. entertaining. Yeah. All right, so heading into our preview of the Broncos and Chiefs game. This is the Broncos' like second matchup, or like the second time the Broncos have seen the Chiefs in, like, what, two or three weeks? And yeah, last week is the Chiefs. This week is the Chiefs. Well, no, last week was ago. the Packers. Weeks before that was the Chiefs, and this week is the Chiefs. <laughs> Love that. What's frustrating again is that game that we did play two weeks ago or whatever. Uh, we kept the Chiefs relatively in check, and we just shot ourselves in the foot multiple times with the game being in reach, and that's like just one of the most frustrating things. Also, for those not living in the Denver area, the weather is supposed to be cold and snowy on Sunday. I honestly can't remember the last Wait, time. For real? Yeah, I can't remember That's the last so cool. time we really had a genuine snow game, though. I mean, we've had cold games recently, but not, like, actively shoveling the yard lines from snow. So it may be a run-heavy game. If it's, I don't think it's supposed to be Blizzard-like, but it's it might affect the game a little bit. We'll see. We got one of the best running back trios 
in the league. Do you know who has the second most receiving yards for a running back this year, I think? Pookie? No, it's uh, P. Ryan. Oh. Interesting. But, but good, good attempt. I think we should just keep all three of them. Oh, yeah. Straight away the receivers. Um, Just run. No throwing anymore. Just, just running. Exactly. And then draft a quarterback. Um, Use the second round picks that we got from trading away the receivers and Simmons and Bowles to get an O-lineman, another receiver, and then rebuild the defense one more time. And then I say we're back in the Super Bowl in like three years max. <laughs> no, just completely revolutionize the game. Get rid of all receivers and just be a, a strictly running back offense. How like, many offensive linemen can we put in the game? <laughs> Eight. And the rest are running backs. And a quarterback, I guess. And a fullback. True. Yeah, we haven't used our fullback much. And he's kind of, I've heard he's pretty good. But um, I guess it's just not part of the Sean Payton offensive game plan. How do you think this game is going to go? Y'all might think I'm crazy here, but I no, have the Broncos somehow win it, somehow managing to win this game. Yeah, like finally snapping. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That losing streak. I know. I'm crazy. It really is crazy. That's like, that's a, that's a really bold prediction. Because is it going to be like a, like a, like a, like a staple win? Or is it going to be like a squeak by win? I have it being a squeaker. Maybe. That makes more sense. I mean, it'd be super cool if it is like a we beat them by like five or more points because I think that would be really helpful in us getting through the rest of our season without like losing our minds, like without the Broncos themselves losing their minds because, you know, this win would would be huge for them. And I mean, it also kind of depends on if the Chiefs don't get monumental help from the refs, which more and more fans no. are starting to realize. Is, is Taylor Swift coming? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't want her to, because I don't want to see is her Travis on camera. Kel is, is Travis Kelsey going to put up 200 yards on us because Taylor Swift is in the building? <laughs> Honestly, he might. I want a receiving tight end like Kelsey, damn it. Yeah, that'd be nice, but that's like the only one in existence almost at this point. Yeah. Like, like George Kittle was at that level, but I don't know if George Kittle's at that level anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I might be crazy, but maybe the Broncos do it this weekend. Honestly, we got nothing to lose, really. I mean, besides more mental sanity, but it'd be super cool for my mental health if we did win. <laughs> Rachel wouldn't have to call her therapist. I already do. They already make me like it's a weekly regimen. Thanks to these guys. Um. Also, uh, one of my bold predictions is kind of long term. Is I think this is Russell Wilson's last year in Denver, and that's probably not as oh. bold as you think. But from what I've heard, rumbling and rumor wise, apparently Sean Payton's just kind of done, done trying to fix Russell Wilson. He wants to bring in his own guy or something like that. I mean. I wasn't predicting that marriage to last very long anyways, but, um... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No I don't know. I doubt they'll find a trade partner that'll take on the full brunt of Wilson's contract. I think it's just going to be a cut our losses and part ways with him type thing because there's just no trade market for like him the right Matt now. Ryan, like, yeah, it's like the Matt Ryan thing. Yeah. When the Falcons had to release Matt Ryan with all that dead money. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just going to have to like suck it up. Yeah, that's definitely not a good trade. I'm sure everybody's aware of that now, that long-term contract. It's not, it's not, okay, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this to save face for the Broncos. It's not the worst trade in NFL history. It almost was. It almost was. Oh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it's the worst either. It's up there, but I wouldn't say it's it's the the worst. No, it's the second, it's the second worst one, but do you know the first worst one is? What? Please, please guess. It, it it happened around the same time. Give me a hint, because I'm I'm thinking of like all the old timey trades, because there's no, a lot like more. One than... that happened the the same year. Deshaun Watson. Player... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was three first round picks. True. A second and like two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. Um. Honestly, yeah. It's it's gonna hurt the Broncos regardless. Um, but yeah, I just, I, unfortunately, as much as I've tried to side with him, I just don't think Russell Wilson is that guy anymore. And I mean, I'm not going to root on his downfall. He's a, he's a nice guy. I mean, but he just, it's just not working out here. And unfortunately, I just think it's time to move on. Thank you for turning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly on Fridays, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions on sections of the podcast you'd like to see us add, let us know. Thank you for sticking with us, Broncos country, through another bumpy season. Um, I do have a new Twitter handle, that being at MileHighRachel, and you can also follow my co-host Dalton Coble at NFL Dalt. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I'm Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening and go Broncos.